0: Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass
1: music and anybody who might want to. The prison guard shut
2: the iron door
1: behind me. Today is a better day than Christmas. See, Christmas is limited to 24 hours, but I have a deal that will allow you to spread Christmas cheer literally anytime you want. Though maybe you should just use it in December. In the Christmas Songs for Mandolin ebook, You'll learn how to play 12 classics, including favorites such as Jingle Bells, Joy to the World, and Oh Christmas Tree. Find the link in the show notes to see the full song list and start spreading Christmas cheer today. For a limited time only, use a coupon code at checkout to take 20% off. Thank you, Mr. Buck, and howdy friends and welcome to Grass Talk Radio.
0: I have extended the 20% discount on the Christmas songs for mandolin ebook through christmas eve so if you want to pick up that little ebook which was a joint production of my son jackson and myself this is how jackson earns his little little christmas money Um, just take a look in the show notes for this episode and you will see the discount coupon code and that has been extended through christmas eve 2020 So grab yourself a copy of that. By the way, it makes a wonderful little sing-along book because it also has the chord indications and the lyrics. So even if you were a guitar player or something, you could use that little book. Let's get now to um, another listener email. And this one, once again, will be read by my son, Jackson. Take it away, Jackson.
2: This favor is from a fellow named Brian Smeeney. And he says, Hello, Bradley. My name is Brian Speaney. I've been listening to your podcast since day one. I've also purchased a few of your books. I love the Flint Hill Scrolls. I am a retired firefighter of 32 years and worked in Johnson County, Kansas, a suburb of Kansas City. I live on a small farmstead in rural lane, Kansas, about an hour south of greater Kansas City. I started playing the banjo in 2014 at the age of 47. I have played drums since I was in my early 20s. I also play rhythm guitar, strumming through the chords. I even sing a couple songs and sing backup when jamming with my friends. My music background was drumming for bands that played country and classic rock. My bluegrass background didn't start until I bought my first banjo in 2014. I have always loved a banjo and bought one on a whim. Now it consumes my life. No bluegrass played on the radio in Kansas, but thanks to SiriusXM, I can listen. I have also found many other places and outlets on the interwebs. I've purchased many LPs and CDs as well and attend the Bluegrass, Kansas, Kansas Bluegrass Association, sorry, Winterfest every February. That's my story. Keep up the good work. I am listening. Brian Spiney, Lane, Kansas.
0: Thank you, Jackson. And also thanks for writing in with that email. Uh, you know, it's, um, well, just go back and listen to bonus episode nine. Do me a favor, and I encourage you to do the same. And as I've said before, too, I also encourage you, if you if you would like to, uh, simply record your email and send me that little audio file, and I'll put you on the air, too. I think it's great that we get to know one another a little mm-hmm. bit. It certainly helps me feel like, that uh, there's someone on the other end of the line when I sit here recording this stuff. Okay, let's move to the main topic, which is that I am in a giving mood. It's the holiday season. A friend of mine, John, came by the house the other day and brought me a bottle, another bottle, of his homemade cane syrup and that is a southern staple and they grow the cane and they squeeze the juice and they boil it down and they make their own cane syrup and he brought me some he had brought some over when I had that little picking back a couple of months ago and I liked it so much. I was like John could you get me some more of that? So he brought me some. See he's in a giving mood and I was in a giving mood too and Gave him a big uh, sack of venison jerky that I had made. And this brings me to the, the topic which I discussed in the last episode about making something. And, you know, it doesn't have to be something for bluegrass. You can make syrup. You can make beer. You could make a pie. You could make a doghouse. You could make whatever you want to. But I had a nice little surprise. I checked the mail, had this little package in there from new york and the return address just simply said mead i'm like who do i know in new york named mead anyway a little cardboard envelope opened it up had a nice little note in there and tucked inside was a little leather pouch about maybe two two and a quarter by two and a quarter just a, a little pouch with a little flap on it and a snap, and very nicely stitched, beautiful, beautiful little piece of leatherwork. And this was sent to me by a fellow listener, uh, Stephen Mead. So, Steve, I sent you an email thanking you for that, and uh, but I want to do it publicly here on the podcast too. He took my last episode to heart, where I had said make something, and he made me this and sent it to me. And what it is, he calls it a pickpocket. It's a, a little pouch you can you can keep your really high-dollar expensive pick in. You know, for years I used to carry around tortoiseshell picks. And I had a little coin purse that was belonged to my grandfather. And it had two compartments in it. And one compartment carried all the plastic picks. The, you know, your fenders and, you know, the throwaway picks. And the other side, if you snapped open the other side was where I kept the tortoise. So it's good, um, Steven. This is a very cool little thing. I it's it's easy to lose a pick. I lost a really nice tortoiseshell pick one time at a gig. We were playing on this deck and uh dropped the pick and of course it falls right between two planks and disappears underneath this deck. So I'm thinking well during the break I'll just crawl under the deck and retrieve my pick. And uh, continued on, Uh, got to be break time, and I climbed down off of, we're on somebody's back porch or something, climbed down, and they had the entire uh, underside of the deck enclosed with this little lattice work, you know, this little, well, you know what I'm talking about, it's kind of a a crisscross little lattice I couldn't get in there unless I wanted to start, you know, dismembering the thing. So I spent uh, all of that break and all of the next break with things like sticks and bubblegum and coat hangers and everything trying to get that pick. And I could see it. You know, it was down about two feet below where I was standing. And I could look in there. I could see my pick laying there. And sadly, when I left the gig, I left the pick really nice tortoiseshell pick laying under that guy's porch. Anyway, if I'd had one of these little pickpockets made by Stephen Mead, I would have carefully put my pick, well actually I dropped it right in the middle of a song, so it wouldn't have helped me. But I think, uh, Stephen, you got a cool idea there. If you uh, decide to go into commercial production and pedal these on uh, websites like and Cafe or something. Let me know. I don't have your complete address, so I'm not going to give it out here. But just uh, steven let me know if you want me to plug your your leatherwork, uh, your little pickpocket thing. It's really cool. You might even want to uh, like. You need a suggestion from me. You might want to even consider making one that would be capable of holding a set of banjo or dobro picks. You know, maybe make it where it's got a little half inch strip running around it where it, you know, it's more of a box shape rather than a a pouch so that you could drop, you know, thumb picks and finger picks and things like that into it. Maybe that would be cool, too. Also, another idea, maybe some way that it could be attached to your instrument strap, you know, with with perhaps, um, I don't know, Velcro or pins or something because I think if it just hung right there on your, on your strap... I used to have a banjo strip, uh, strap that had a little built-in pick pocket sewn onto the strap. I think this, the type of strap was called the cradle. Really nice banjo straps. But the problem with, with that pocket on the cradle strap was it would hold flat picks, but there was, you really couldn't cram a set of finger picks and a thumb pick into that pocket. It was, it was too, too thin. Anyway, just some thoughts there, Stephen. Thank you very much. It makes me, you know, I like stuff like that. I like getting little surprises in the mail. And like I said, this episode is, I'm in a giving mood. And I had another wacky idea here. Like I I'm, I never seem to be short of wacky ideas. And I was sitting around thinking, well, what could I do to, you know, try to promote my my video lessons and so on. And I thought, you know... I, I think I told my wife this and, you know, got the typical eye roll. I said, the problem with being in business is you're always trying to sell something. It would be super easy if you just gave it all away. You know, just if you just gave your products away, that would be very easy as, as opposed to trying to sell your products. And then I got to thinking about that. and I thought, well, what if I just did that? What if I just gave away? some stuff. Just give it away. So I sent out my little um, email newsletter, which some of you may have received. Some of you may be on my email list. Uh, Sent this thing out. I said, I'm giving away a free mandolin video lesson. It's a 30-minute video lesson for the tune Salt Creek. It teaches two versions of Salt Creek and, uh, you know, I run through, I think I run through the chords on it too. And you also get a PDF with the tablature and the standard notation and to practice jam tracks. So this whole thing, which, you know, normally I sell for 10 bucks, I decided to just give it away. And I, I said, I, I want to give away a million dollars worth of this Salt Creek lesson. And uh, anyway... I stuck a little classified ad on the uh, uh, mandolin cafe site and then it got picked up by them and they put it on the front page in the quick news column that said something like help Brad Laird give away one million dollars worth of lessons mandolin lessons and uh, boy I'm telling you what I was right it is easier to give stuff away than it is to sell it I think I sold like since let's say january the 1st i may have sold five probably probably less than five of that particular lesson this year and i don't know how many i've given away in the last few days and it's still rolling i look at my email and you know every time i check it i got 40 more emails 50 60 you know and um i think it's great you know it's sort of i feel like i'm like that lady at the grocery store handing out the little egg rolls or something she's got a little stove set up back there in the back and she's demoing some food product and saying hey would you like one of these and people are coming up and taking the free samples you know so i don't mind that a bit i'm uh i'm a long way from giving away a million dollars worth of them but basically what i said in the in the little ad was just download it you have no excuse not to and then tell 10 of your friends that's the price of admission you know you you're obligated to tell 10 other people and then if they do the same thing and they tell 10 other people 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 if i can get a hundred thousand people to just take the free lesson that's a million bucks worth of mandolin lessons and that would be pretty cool to say that i gave away a million dollars worth of video lessons and it was cool because it also got picked up over on the website um, bluegrasstoday.com, which I, I go to almost every day. But I, I didn't go there for a couple days. And I, I went over there and just looked at it, and blam, there it was right there. Helped Brad Laird give away a million dollars worth of mandolin lessons. And I want to specifically by name thank John Lawless over there, who wrote... A tremendous article. I couldn't have paid a Madison Avenue advertising agency to write what he wrote. uh, Unprovoked. You know, I didn't write up a press release and send it to him. He just did it on his own. He did his own research on who I am and what I do and all these things. Wrote up a really good article uh, trying to help me give away a million dollars worth of product. You know, so I'm asking you to help me, too. So here's the deal, and unfortunately, this is time sensitive, so those of you in the future who are listening to this in the year 2025 or something, well, you missed it. But I'm sure I've got a a kooky idea going on, you know, in the future, too. But here's the deal. You simply look in the show notes. Go to the show notes page for this episode. Go to grasstalkradio.com. Scroll down to this episode. It will be Near the bottom of the page. And I will put a link. To that lesson. Along with the coupon code. Where you get it for 100% off. I told you. I am no genius at marketing. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. But uh, this is a, pretty much a no brainer. You know 100% off. Kind of hard, hard to argue with that. Anyway. Those details are on the show notes page. That is. Giveaway is going through the 20th of December. I may may actually extend it to the... I think I will. I'm just going to make an executive decision right now that I will extend that through uh, Christmas. So 1225. We'll tack another five days on there. Maybe I'll give away a couple hundred more copies of that wonderful lesson. And just a note to you mandolin um, players who have used any of my lessons. One thing that's just trivial information about that lesson is that you will notice that I'm not playing my beloved 1985 Flatiron F5 artist in that video. I'm not. And if you've watched all my other videos or any of them, I'm always playing that iron because I do love that iron. But in this particular lesson... I'm playing an, an instrument that you may not recognize. And it's very unique because it has bound F holes. And I'll tell you right off the top here that that instrument that I'm playing is an Eastman 815. And I had the thing as a second mandolin, like if I need as kind of a loner, I could Loan to students if I needed to do a setup on their instrument, I could send that home with them. Or if it was some weird outdoor gig where I thought, you know, it was going to rain or something, I'm, maybe I'd take that because I really, really like this Eastman 815. And my flat iron was in the shop being refretted by my good old buddy Bob McIsaac. So I was did not have my mandolin for a couple of weeks. And I think I shot two two or possibly three lessons in that video series using that Eastman. So that I'm actually playing the Eastman 815, which I'm sure I've told this story before that particular mandolin, which I really liked. I mean, it wasn't my flat iron, but I really liked it. I was pretty impressed with that mandolin. Well, I got talked into selling it to one of my students, sold it to him. He discarded the hard shell case, put it in a gig bag, strapped it on his back, riding his bicycle, crashed the bicycle, and drove the handlebars through the face of that beautiful instrument and smashed a big hole in it. And it ended up back with me, a decade later, with a giant hole like you could shove your fist through the F hole on the base side. Just smashed a hole in it, and it made me sick, because that was uh, was a good mandolin. Well, uh, back about, I guess, maybe a year and a half ago, I repaired that mandolin. I did a partial replacement of the top. Only one side of the top, or about a a third of the top, I replaced, and it is now known as the ghost mandolin, because it is... Now having its second life, and I did something very unusual with it in that I I finished the top in white lacquer, pure white. So it's a white-faced Eastman 815, the only one in existence. And I still have it. Maybe one of you is interested in owning this thing. And you know what? It still sounds good. So that's the story there. I am giving away... A million dollars worth of Salt Creek lessons. And by the way, you will not only learn how to play Salt Creek, but you will also learn a lot about the blues scale because the majority of the second break I teach is making heavy use of the blues scale. So if you want to, you know, learn a, learn a little something about that, go get the free lesson. You know, what's not to like. Uh, also, that little lesson also teaches a really cool ending that involves a series of triplets um, double hammer on triplets and it's fun to play and you can tack it on any tune that you play in the key of a and quite frankly you could move it over and tack it on any d tune or possibly i'd have to look at it again you might even be able to pull it off in the key of g just by moving side to side but Go get the thing. Again, there's a link in the show notes and also in the description, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts or something like that, uh, those links and all these coupon codes and all this giveaway stuff will be on the Grass Talk Radio show notes page, as well as in the description that goes out on all these podcast feeds. So that's my kooky giveaway. Help me give away a million bucks worth of mandolin lessons. All right. Uh next thing is well, I want to say merry christmas to everybody. As you can tell I'm in a in a in a christmas giving mood. I've even, you know, this is kind of weird too. I've I've even also been refusing to shave my beard during the pandemic. Don't ask me why. It's just some little strange thing I decided to do. I said I'm not going to cut my beard until uh Things return to normal, as as it were. So I'm beginning to have this Santa Claus look in the lower portion of my face. So maybe that's why I'm feeling so jolly right now and trying to give away the store, you know. <laughs> anyway, well, since I'm talking about giveaways, I, I was thinking the basic problem with me and my marketing is that I do tend to give away too much. I was looking at that uh, complete banjo learning system that Mr. Buck so um, did such a nice job of describing in the last episode. And I was looking at it, and I actually have more free bonuses tacked onto that learning system than I do the actual product. In other words, I'm giving away more than what I'm selling. It's crazy. And I've, I've been doing that a long time. I, I was thinking... You know, I've got the my videos up on YouTube. As I've said before, I have the distinction, <laughs> the the great honor, and foresight of putting the first mandolin lesson in history on YouTube. I've I've mentioned that before. Hey, you know, it's a feather in my cap, and I'm very proud of it because I, I did see this as a something that would be happening in the future these days. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is can make a video and edit a video. It's but I'm telling you, back in the winter of two thousand six, early two thousand seven, it was not so easy. It was uh, you had to do some studying and get some gear and learn how to do this. It wasn't so easy, but I did it, and that lesson is still up there. That I don't remember the name of it. I think I did three. In, in a period of about a month in March of 2007. They're still up there. But I've given away, if you want to think about, you know, posting a video on YouTube as giving stuff away, which I, I do think it's giving stuff away. It's free and you can watch it. So you got something for nothing. Millions, millions of, of views of, if you add up all of the videos I've done, I've given away millions of videos and then look at the website hundreds and hundreds of pages of stuff on there just loaded with free stuff i'm just like what is wrong with me i need to be selling this stuff not just giving it away but there are literally i think there are 428 pages or something on my website if you dig around and it's like nested layers of stuff you know and you'll probably find some surprises if you do dig around. And it's just up there. Don't charge for it. You know, just give it away. And then I was thinking about over on uh, over on Patreon. You know, people sign up over there and donate their little recurring donations. And I'll tell you how to do that. Go to patreon.com slash bradleylaird and uh, just sign up. Chip in a little something if you want to uh, feed the kitty, as they say. But I give stuff away over there, too. I've given away albums, given away, I don't know, all kind of stuff. So you can just sign up and get some freebies just by signing up. In fact, you know, like you could could sign up for two bucks a month, download all the freebies, and then cancel if you wanted to. Um, I don't know. Clearly, my mind is not right. Uh, Just giving away the store. My old man, you know, he wasn't like that. He sold everything, you know, <laughs> he was funny. He had a, he had a print shop and he had one of the first, uh, fax machines in town. This is back in the seventies. And there were lots of lawyers offices and real estate people and all this stuff. And they hadn't purchased a fax machine yet. So they'd come down and, you know, dad would fax your, send your fax for $2 a page But, you know, if you only had a 10-page document to send, you know, it's 20 bucks, And uh, you don't have to buy the $800 machine, which is what they cost back in those days. He was funny like that. I should have uh, taken more of his advice. He was was funny. Back in those days, the, the typical little print shop or place you'd go in that had a copy machine. See, most offices didn't even have their own copy machines. Because they were extremely expensive. Unless you were doing a lot of copying of things, you didn't have a copy machine. You know, it cost you thousands and thousands of dollars and so much per click and lease payments and all this kind of stuff. They were expensive. But Dad had one in his print shop. So the going rate, when, you know, among the little print shops around the area, was about 15 cents per page. So you'd come in, you need a copy of this, 15 cents, and they would make them for you. You just stood behind the counter, they made the copies for you. And then what happened over the over the next five, six years is everybody started dropping their price, trying to get more of the business. So it gradually became 10 cents a page and then eight cents. And then the guy across the street, he's selling for seven cents, and then Five cent nickel copies and you know it got down to where it was like three cents you know because you know you had to pay the uh copy machine company maybe two cents per click or a cent half per click and they maintained the machine that kind of thing and there was like a price war in copying you know per page price and my dad my dad who was so smart about things like this he did just the opposite every time they raised their price every time they lowered their price he would raise his price he was up to 25 cents per page he said if i'm going to stand there at that counter and one by one put these pieces of paper up on there and hit that button and hand it back to the person and ring it up and do all this stuff i'm going to get paid for it so he was up to 25 cents a page at toward the end And he said, I make just as much money as I ever did. And I do a lot less work because he'd have to stop the press, you know, put the thing basically in neutral, walk over there, wait on the customer, do the two copies and uh, then go back, start the press back up again, continue what he was doing. And it was an interruption. So he's like, I'm going to get paid if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this. So he just kept raising the prices and the end of the month, he made a lot less copies, but he made exactly the same amount of money. So I've thought about doing that. Maybe I should, um, instead of selling my video lessons for 10 bucks a piece, maybe I should go up to $100 a piece. Something like that. Only got to sell a few of them to make the same money. I don't know. I guess I think more like my mother. I would give away the store, you know. Anyway, I want to tell you about a couple of other giveaways, things. Oh, and while I'm speaking of all the giveaways, this podcast certainly qualifies. 180-something episodes. Sometimes I think I have rocks in my head. I swear I do. (laughs) In fact, I'm sure I do. But here's another little giveaway for you. I have two pages on my website in the blog section. If you go to bradleylaird.com and you click where it says blog at the top, there are two pages on there that could be handy for you this time of year. Because I know a lot of people are getting their first mandolin or their first banjo for Christmas. And a lot of times when you open that case, the bridge isn't installed and the strings are loose. So how do you put the thing together? How do you, where do you put the bridge? Because mandolins and banjos have movable bridges. And I have two little articles up there on How to do that initial setup. You got a brand new instrument and you open it up. How to to put the bridge in the right place. How to tune it up and a little bit of advice about that. And I will again, as with these other things I'm mentioning, I will put links to those two little instruction pages in the show notes. Go to Grass Talk Radio, slide down to this episode, click it. I'll put a link there to those instructions as well as in the the normal show notes that goes out. So, if you know anybody who's getting that brand new mandolin or brand new banjo, you know, a lot of times there's no instructional material whatsoever included in the box. You know, the bridge is just stuck under the strings or it's in a bag, a little plastic bag or something. I mean, potentially even the strings might not be on them. I think usually the strings are on them, but... A lot of times the bridge is is tipped over and just taped on the side of the instrument or something like that so that it minimizes the chance of damage. If, you know, a forklift were to happen to hit that box right on the bridge, you know, it could tear a hole in the banjo head or crack the top of the mandolin or something like that. Anyway, the instructions for installing the bridge are on those pages. So there's another freebie. Uh, Let's see, last thing. Oh, and I think this will probably be the last episode until after Christmas. I think I'll wait until that week. I had some interview folks lined up, and it seems like everybody's just falling off the radar. Uh, not, uh, you know, not a lot of communication going on. I think everybody's just getting in that holiday mood, and so I'm not going to bug them. You know, I've had some people say, yeah, I'd I'd love to do the show. And then I just don't hear from them. So I'm going to wait till after Christmas. I think I'm just going to get busy around here, wrapping my little Christmas presents, putting up some lights, um, putting up the Christmas tree. We haven't done that that yet, but we need to. So basically, uh, since this will be the last episode before Christmas, I just want to wish all of you, Merry Christmas and happy holidays and all that. And, uh, I will be back right after Christmas that week after Christmas, very little going on. That'd be a good time to knock out the next show. And I want to thank, um, Jared Buck, who is the announcer you're hearing doing those little spots that I'm tacking on to the beginning and ending of these shows. I think he's doing a a wonderful job with that. He's, uh, Really nice uh, young man. And uh, he's trying his hand at this. This is something that uh, I think he's really good at. Um, it it wasn't what, you know, when, when he and I first originally spoke, this was not what he was um, um, suggesting. It was something else entirely. And I said, what do you think about doing this? And he tried it. And I, I think he's doing a, a great job of those things. And I just want to say thanks, Jared. And also going to go out this episode with another one of his little messages, which are just superbly done. And by the way, Jared um, writes this stuff and records it himself. And I just think he's doing a wonderful job of that. And you can help support me and Jared if you take advantage of any of these these little things, as I've said before, you know this this podcast is sponsored by me myself and I, so that's the only kind of commercials you will ever get. But let's just go out. He is going to describe, and this is a wonderful thing for any any person who is taking up the mandolin or has been playing for a little while and just feels stuck, um, and that is my mandolin treasure chest which i've dedicated a bonus episode to once uh, which you can scroll through the episodes and find that if you want to hear all about it but anyway here i go again giving away more stuff there is a 20 percent discount off of that mandolin treasure chest now through december 30th so if you've got that person or it could be you who needs essentially a year's worth of mandolin lessons for a very good price, just listen to Jared describe it, and you can take another 20% off. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you. When we're uh, cleaning up all the wrapping paper, you usually have a little bonfire, and I start a fire and burn all the boxes and paper and that kind of stuff. Y'all have a happy holiday, and I'll talk to you after Christmas.
1: If you're completely satisfied with your mandolin playing, you can zone out for the next 30 seconds. This won't help you. But, if you're stuck and want to get on the fastest path to being a strong mandolin player, listen up. With so many different mandolin learning resources online, it's nearly impossible to know which ones are going to give you the best results. Going through all of those resources is guaranteed to waste some time, especially since many probably won't even work. My advice? Take the guesswork out of learning the mandolin with the Mandolin Treasure Chest, a comprehensive, step-by-step guide to learning the mandolin. You'll find everything you need, from playing your first note, all the way to soloing in tons of different keys. Find the link in the show notes to get the full details. Take 20% off at checkout for a limited time only.